Welcome back, everybody. It's Three Things with JR. I'm JR. It's Thursday. Normally, I record these shows on Saturdays or Sundays or Mondays for a Tuesday release, but I was just too busy last weekend. I don't like to record them way ahead of time. I mean, I guess I could, right? I could record episodes way ahead of time and have them sitting there ready to go in case I don't have time to record a new one, but kind of the the point of this show is to tell you what's going on with me and my life and my friends and my family this week now I would so they're they're supposed to be kind of like JR's current events and so it doesn't make sense really to record them ahead of time which means the pressure is on to do a new show each week and uh, I did not want to let you down this week believe me I hear about it when people uh, when I don't put a new episode out at least one or two people say, hey, no episode this week. So, yeah, there is one this week. It's just a little late. Last week's episode was crazy good for uh, many of you that listened to it. Uh, a lot of good response from my interview with John Worrell, my uh, high school friend, neighbor, a uh, person I hadn't seen or talked to in a long time until recently, and uh, interviewing him and uh, his current state of his life. It's kind of interesting, and uh, I'm really happy to consider him a friend and that he feels the same way and that I, uh, I hope to re, uh, reconnect with him in person sometime soon. Uh, if you listened to last week's episode, you know that John's going through some shit. Uh, he's uh, got a terminal cancer diagnosis, and he's dealing with it with radical acceptance and is currently doing chemo. And I am friends with him on Facebook, so I see all of his Facebook updates. Uh, he continues to be in pretty good spirits, and uh, I, I just love to read what he writes. So uh, you can also follow him on his Patreon. So uh, go to patreon.com slash knowingjohn. Uh, I'll put a link in the uh, show notes here again just in case. Um, but despite that being the longest episode of this show yet at over two and a half hours, Plenty of you listen, so uh, I am thankful that you did that, and I'm sure some of you listened to it on John's Patreon, and uh, I'm sure he's thankful for anybody that is now following and supporting him. Uh, so there you go. Um, what's going on? What's going on with you? If you could only tell me. So I guess I'll just tell you what's going on with me. Uh, today, I bought Hamilton tickets. Now, as you know, if you've listened to this show or if you just generally know me, you know I'm into Hamilton and have been for quite a long time now. And I have already seen it twice, once at the Richard Rogers Theater in New York City, once at the Altria Theater in Richmond. This time we'll be at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. And uh, they're going to be Hamilton's going to be there through uh, in the fall, August, September, October. And uh, I thought, you know, that's right around my daughter's birthday. So I think I'm going to get her Hamilton tickets for her birthday. I double-checked that she'll be available. She indeed will be. And as I was typing out the text to let her know that I had bought the tickets and that I was excited to see her with it for the first time for her, uh, it, it literally, I started getting emotional. You know, my heart started palpitating, uh, I mean, which, which could be the, all the bacon and the smoking. But uh, I think it was because I was getting emotional. Uh, I literally, tears came to my eyes as just the thought of being able to be there with Allison the first time she sees Hamilton in person. I hope it affects her the way it affects me. 
just the idea of being able to be there and experience that with her, even though we've watched it together on Disney and listened to it in the car, uh, we have not seen it live together. And uh, I am very excited to be able to do that. So that's happening. Happy birthday, Allison. Uh, let's see. Just this week, I got a uh, an update or a, uh, a text, a Facebook message from Megan Hensley, uh, my daughter-in-law, uh, married to Chester, my son, uh, in Okinawa, Japan, where he is in the Air Force, stationed over there. I um, I uh. I, I sent them Christmas gifts this year, uh, which is interesting because Christmas was last year and Christmas this year hasn't happened yet. So I didn't send them early Christmas gifts for 2022. I sent them very, very late Christmas gifts for 2021, but they did get them. And one of the things I was the most excited to hear about was a uh, I bought the Chester and his daughter's uh because I combined it with his birthday, since his birthday is in January. It was also a late birthday present. Uh, I, I got them a set of, like, a, a thing that you build. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of, like, an erector set, if anybody remembers that, uh, which was, like, a set of, uh, like, metal things and screws, and, like, you could build stuff with it. Uh, it came with a set of tools and... I had one as a kid. It was awesome. But this is not exactly an erector set. It's like one, though. When you build it, when you're done, if you follow the directions, you end up with a little roller coaster thing with a little car that, that flies around on this track. Uh, so in, in some ways, it's, kind of, it's also kind of like a Darta Demons track, which was, a, which was a little sort of plastic track that you put together and you make loops and you have cars that wind up and they go on the track. And it was awesome. Chester and I used to play with those when he was a kid. And so this kind of combines several different things. Uh, Chester's extremely mechanically capable. Um, after all, he does uh, fix airplanes for a living for the uh, Air Force. And, uh, and so I didn't know, uh, you know how they were going to put it to use. But the other day I got a Facebook message from Megan uh, with a video and some pictures. And the video was Chester and the girls with the thing fully built, running those cars around the racetrack. And man, that just... That just warmed my heart to see them uh, having fun with the gift I got them. So uh, super excited about that. Happy birthday, Chester. Merry Christmas, Aria and Malia and Megan and Chester and all of you guys. Miss you guys. Uh, we'll hope to see you guys at some point soon. Uh, so there. Uh, all right. I've got three things. Let's do them. Thing number one. Am I a triple threat? Hmm. What is a triple threat? It could mean different things in different contexts. But I was recently listening to an interview on Mark Marin's podcast, the WTF. He was interviewing Ariana DeBose, who uh, was in the ensemble in the original Hamilton. If you've seen the original Hamilton, she played the bullet, which is a critical role in the ensemble. It's not just simply... She was in the ensemble. No, she was the bullet. And she was also uh, in recently uh, West Side Story. She's been in several other things, a couple movies. Uh, Schmigadoon is a TV show on Apple TV+. Plus. Hilarious, by the way. Uh, she is fantastic. She, first off, incredibly talented. She can sing. She can dance. Uh, she's incredibly attractive all at the same time. 
and she can act. She is the tri- a triple threat. She can dance while singing, while emoting or conveying the thoughts and emotions of her character at the same time, which in the theater world makes you a triple threat. And I was at rehearsal for Something Rotten a couple days ago, learning some choreography, and I've been telling people about it. For some reason, uh, my brain wants to pronounce it choreography. I've done it multiple times. I don't know why I'm saying choreography. I think it has something to do with our choreographer being named Corey. So for some reason, it comes out choreography, but... uh, but it's choreography, and we were learning some. We were learning specifically the, some of the choreography that goes in the song that I will be singing. It's called A Musical, and it is in the show Something Rotten. We are currently in rehearsals. Performances in the second and third, or sorry, the third, uh, the uh, the last two weekends in April at the Wayne Theater. WayneTheater.org. Get your tickets now. They're selling fast, everybody. But uh, we were learning choreography on Sunday, and I, uh, we had to do a particular scene in my song where I have to tap dance and sing and be Nostradamus. That's the name of my character. I have to be Nostradamus, a future seer, a soothsayer. I have to be that person and emote that person while singing and tap dancing at the same time. And it occurred to me, as I was learning about a triple threat and what that is from Ariana DeBose on WTF, that I might be a triple threat. So what if it's me actually doing all three of those things for only 30 seconds or so? Because as soon as I'm done doing that little 30-second part, then I kind of get to drop the tapping and the real dancing and let the real dancers who can tap and dance and sing and act take over and do the heavy lifting uh, of the really physical stuff. And then I'm left being less than a triple threat. Uh, I don't have to dance as much. I'm I'm kind of done tapping, uh, but I still got to act and sing. Uh, So double threat, certainly. I think I'm a double threat. Uh, So the answer to the question, am I a triple threat, is uh, no. I am not a triple threat. But I am going to attempt to do all three at one time on a stage in front of a live audience, and I will be surrounded by some triple threats. There are some incredible dancers, singers, and actors in this show, and I couldn't be happier to be surrounded by them. Uh, on a weekly basis, uh, several times a week, I get to be in a room with people that really, really know what they're doing. They can sing like crazy. Uh, they can dance. They can act. Uh, they love this show as much as I do and are using their talents. And I, I learn a lot I, every time I'm at rehearsal, not just my parts and the things I have to learn, but just how theater works, uh, what a performer knows and does and acts like and uh, it's just great to be there uh, and to be a part of it so uh, yeah like I said get your tickets now waynetheater.org something rotten we'll be back with thing number two and three right after this nothing I can say Hey. 
number two. This may have been a thing number two uh, on a previous episode. I don't remember. I don't remember what I said earlier today, much less 40 episodes ago. But The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. If you haven't heard of it, it's a show on Amazon Prime, currently in its fourth and final season. And I will miss it when it's gone. I've been looking forward to another season of this show for what seems like about a year now since season three ended. Uh, If you haven't seen it, it takes place in the 60s and 70s. And it follows a woman who becomes a comedian, uh, a Jewish woman with a very Jewish family. Her mom and dad are played by Tony Shaloub and Marin Hinkle, Hinkle, uh, who are absolutely hilarious as her parents. Uh, her assistant or manager is played by uh, Alex Borstein, uh, who, uh, I mean, it's a it's a filthy mouthed show. Uh, if you can't handle the F word, stay far away from this show because they use it gratuitously. But uh, Alex Borstein, as the manager, probably uses it more than anybody else in the show, and she's hilarious doing it. Rachel Brosnahan, as Mrs. Maisel, is absolutely a triple threat. Now, I don't think I've seen her dance much, but good God, is she talented. The fast dialogue she's got to, uh, to, uh, to say in this show, for lack of a better word, uh, is incredible. Like, I don't know how she does it, and there are... One of the things I love that they do in this show is those long one-shot scenes where the camera's following people around a large set and the camera that doesn't break, right? There's no there's no scene cuts. Uh, so uh, all of these things, all the background actors, the supporting actors, the main actors all have to be on point for a long camera shot uh, capturing a ton of dialogue that is hilarious. Uh, the people that wrote and direct the show, uh, Amy Sherman Palladino and her husband, uh, also did uh, Gilmore Girls, which I found out uh, that out after I learned about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel uh, a couple years ago now. And uh, if you if you're lacking Mrs. Maisel to watch, Gilmore Girls sort of precedes it in a completely different world, none of the same characters or anything, but that same sort of fast dialogue and uh, and writing style, it's there. Uh, and, you know, as a uh, sometimes comedian, uh, it appeals to me on that level, the comedy part of it, but that's really just a tiny part of the show, especially as the season has progressed. Uh, and it's more about life in that time, life in New York City, the entertainment world, uh, the seedy underbelly of the entertainment world, all the behind the scenes stuff. And I mean, it's all made up. Who knows how much of this is based in any kind of reality, but it's pretty great. Uh, the music is used really, really well in the song. One little thing that annoys me on Amazon Prime and many of the streaming platforms at the end of a show like this, they make a point of closing each episode with a perfect song that goes with what's happening at the end of the show or what happened in all of that episode. And and many, many shows do that. What they do that annoys me is that Amazon Prime wants to keep you watching so bad, they give you a little countdown timer that lasts like five seconds. And if you don't back out of it, the, the song you're listening to that 
sort of wraps up the episode while the end credits are playing, goes away, and all of a sudden you're watching a commercial and then the next episode. I really wish they wouldn't do that. I, I Maybe there's a setting. I need to go into my Amazon Prime and tell it, don't do that. Don't autoplay the next episode because I want to listen to those songs. I want to watch the end credits. And uh, it's a part of the show. And so anyway, there you go. I'm into it. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I will not be happy when the show is over and there will be no more to look forward to. It's my favorite thing on TV right now. Thing number three, we did have band practice this week, but it was quite different than a normal band practice. Uh, Our bass player, Brian McKenzie, was not there. He had to work. Instead, we had Bobby Sims and uh, one of his friends, Reese, uh, join him and come to Gary's house. And it was a little bit of an Ice House Road reunion kind of a thing. Ice House Road is the band that Bobby and I formed with a couple others. Gary joined us uh, at one point. Uh, we had another bass player, keyboard player named Rob Jones. He was in it. Uh, but uh, this time it was Gary, Bobby, and me. So three-fourths of Ice House Road, along with uh, Bobby's friend Reese, who uh, shreds on guitar. Uh, Gary played bass. Uh, since Brian wasn't there, so we would have that sort of full, full-bodied sound, and uh, we weren't sure what was going to happen. Bobby reached out to me recently and said, "Hey, I'd like to get together and play some music. I got a buddy that wants to play. Maybe it might turn into something. Maybe there'll be a gig uh, or two. Uh, his his friend's going to be heading off to college pretty soon. Uh, Bobby was his wrestling coach, uh, and now the kid's going to Virginia Tech. So." Uh, He's got limited time in the area and wanted to get together and and play some music and uh, maybe think about trying to get a gig together. Uh, And so, yeah, we uh, we weren't even sure if it was going to work, you know, uh, for musicians that either haven't played together in a long time or have never played together. And so we uh, we played some old songs that Ice House Road used to do. We played some new songs that I've never played before, like. Whipping Post by the, uh, I think it's the Allman Brothers, which I've heard many times, but I've never tried to play it. It's got a funky drum beat, uh, but it's cool as hell. And we played it pretty pretty much like 10 minutes straight, just everybody learning the parts and everything without stopping. It was awesome. Uh, a whole bunch of uh, Ice House Road classics. We didn't actually do any Ice House Road original songs. I'm not sure any of us were ready to go back there. We just stuck to fun cover songs that we used to do. And uh, it kind of worked. It was fun. Uh, it, it could turn into a gig. Uh, we'll see what Bobby and Reese can put together uh, in their neck of the woods. They live a little north of us. Uh, so we would have to drive to get to a gig, but we're more than happy to do that. And uh, if we do, I'll certainly let you know about it here. And don't worry, To Be Fair isn't going anywhere. Check out what's going on with the current band, uh, To Be Fair, uh, replaces, that's the new name for the band Big, tobefair.com, that's T-O-B-E-F-A-R-E, To Be Fair, Uh, and check out, we're trying to get the Facebook page name changed, Uh, we're struggling with that one, Facebook seems to be uh, uncooperative, we've tried it multiple times, and the, the changing of the page name has proven to be impossible so far. I've tried again tonight. Just before recording, I was in on the page going deep into the settings to try to change the name. And you got to, like, wait a couple days and enter your password. Like, that's a big deal. 
And I've already done this once or twice, and it has not taken. So hopefully this time it takes. Uh, well, I guess we'll see. If anybody has any tips or tricks on changing your Facebook page's name, I'd love to hear about it because uh, so far we've been unsuccessful. Um, but don't worry. To Be Fair isn't going anywhere. The band Big slash To Be Fair uh, still around, still working on original stuff, still planning to go in the studio and uh, try to make some gigs happen. So if you need a band, you know, that rocks really loud. Well, that's us. Uh, so uh, let us know. Book us. We'd love to play for you. And we don't uh, we don't charge a lot of money. So uh, we're we're more interested in playing right now. Now we're not. That doesn't mean we're going to do free stuff. We're not a charity, but we we do like to get paid for our craft and all the work that goes into making it possible. So if you need a gig and you're I need a band for your uh, for your party or anything like that, and you're willing to pay. Hey, let us know. Reach out. Uh, you can do that right here on the Three Things with JR Facebook page, or you can go to facebook.com slash the band big. Maybe someday facebook.com slash to be fair. Uh, and that's it. That's all I've got for you today. Those are the three things. We're going to keep this one short and tight. Uh, I, uh, I, I blew you away with a two and a half hour plus episode last week. And uh, this is what I had to tell you this week. Uh, so that's what's going on. Rehearsals, rehearsals, rehearsals. One last thing before I go. Uh, uh, there's a GoFundMe page for a new disc golf course here in Charlottesville out at Chris Green Lake. If you're in Charlottesville, if you have any knowledge of or any interest in disc golf, uh, you, you then you know that our current disc golf courses, especially the one in town at Meadow Creek Gardens, is quite overrun with new disc golf enthusiasts, and we need more spaces to thr- throw our plastic uh, and Chris Green Lake would be a perfect place to do that. So uh, if you're interested in helping that become a thing, there's a GoFundMe. I'm going to put a link to that in the meeting or the, the meeting in the show notes here on this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am sure I'll be back with a new episode next week. Uh, and uh, it's, it's going to get to get it. I'm going to get it out on time. So you can look for it next Tuesday. Uh, for now, happy Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your week. I love you all. I'll see you next week. I said one last thing, but this is the one last thing. The music I've been listening to this evening has been just great. It's put me in just such a nice, mellow mood. Perfect for recording this episode is Raising Sand, the album by Robert Plant and Alison Krauss. Great, great songs. Sounds amazing. It's Robert Plant and Alison Krauss. Can't go wrong. See you next week. Everybody say-